welcome to another episode of the cry now laugh later podcast if you have been following along for the last few episodes i am so happy that you're still here still listening still vibing if you are new here if this is the first episode that you are listening to hello my name is isabel today i wanted to talk about Something that was inspired by a conversation I had with a friend recently. We were catching up about all things in life and dating and relationships. Um, She's a good friend of mine. We haven't talked for a minute. You know, long distance friendships. Um... You make time when you can make time. And every time that we catch up, we're like deep diving into everything that has been going on. If you're listening to this, I love you so much. Um, And anyway, we were both kind of talking about our recent not so great uh, dating experiences. And as we were talking, I started to think about the concept of ego in relationships, in dating, in love, and how a lot of the problems, if not all, and I am not a relationship expert by any fucking means, um, if I ever thought I was, my ass was handed to me recently. So um, there's that. But (laughs) I do feel like I'm always reflecting and readjusting and redirecting when anything in life happens and, um, you know, kind of shakes me up a little bit. I feel like I'm always trying to like take the lessons as I go and adjust and grow um, rather than like stay stuck on you know, being upset that something didn't go my way or didn't work out or whatever, whatever. Like I said, I am not a relationship expert by any means, but I genuinely believe that a lot of the problems, if not most of the problems that we have in relationships of all kinds, not just romantic relationships, um, stem from ego. Now, Ego is an interesting an interesting thing. It's an interesting concept, an interesting topic of discussion. There are a lot of people who think that the ego is this thing that needs to die, that needs to be thrown in the garbage. You know, people in the spiritual community or the new age community rather um, talk about having an ego death and how that experience once you've like ascended or transcended your ego is like you've reached peak enlightenment. And I personally think it's complete bullshit. Um, I think the ego is an important thing. It, um, the definition, I pulled it up because why not? Words matter. The definition of ego is a person's sense of self-esteem or importance. Now, that seems pretty valuable to me. I think when we think of ego, we tend to think like a person who has a big ego. We think of someone who's egotistical, but ego is literally just your sense of self-esteem. And I think that it's important to be able to look at your ego and see what it's telling you. 
how are you feeling about yourself and how is it making you act out? We have to have a relationship with our ego. We have to be able to look to it to understand like where the fuck we're at in life and looking to our ego in relationships, especially when it comes to romantic relationships, can be very helpful um, because anything that we're ignoring, we are embodying. If you're ignoring your ego, you're not checking your ego. An unchecked ego is an ego that is being fed consistently, whether it's consciously or unconsciously. A lot of the times it's unconsciously. With all of that being said, I wanted to dive into this idea of ego and um, how ego can play a role in our relationships in different ways. It can show up in different ways. When you're coming from a place of ego and you are letting your ego guide you instead of using your ego as a guide, you enter into your relationships and feed your relationships off of that rather than a place of genuine love. This is when chaos happens. This is when our relationships become completely dysfunctional and potentially toxic or unhealthy because what is your ego? Like what's a good example of Um, when you're operating from a place of ego, I think of like, I'm a person who (laughs) I had to learn how to apologize. I used to, like, it was almost impossible for me to apologize. Even if I knew I was wrong, even if like mid conversation, mid argument, I realized like, oh shit, I'm in the wrong here. I fucked up. I should apologize. There was no fucking way that I was going to apologize. It was so, so difficult for me to apologize. And it was because I was operating from my goddamn ego, my big ass ego. I was so determined. I was so determined to be right. And I was so almost like ashamed and a little bit embarrassed that I had been you know arguing and fighting my side my point and the whole time like actually I was the one in the wrong and you know when you admit fault when you admit that you're wrong and you admit defeat in a sense like you make yourself vulnerable and that's that's really scary like it's really apologizing takes vulnerability it takes self-reflection it takes accountability and it takes being able to open up and admit your humanness so ego is something like looking at that example you could be in a connection in a relationship whether it's long term or you're just getting to know them and i think we do this unconsciously but i genuinely believe that like your ego will have you stuck stuck on a person who you know is not right for you you will get stuck trying to make that person make sense for you when they just don't Because your ego is determined to be right. Your ego is determined because your sense of self-esteem or importance is now tied to this person. 
you are operating from a place of ego. So your self-esteem is tied to this person. So God forbid you admit to yourself and to them and to the world and your friends that they are not the person for you, right? Like I, I'm simplifying things right now, but it really is kind of fucking simple. When we're operating from a place of ego, we're not able to see clearly. We're not able to think clearly and respond accordingly. Like when you are in an argument with someone and you keep arguing, even though you realize that you're wrong, you're not thinking clearly. You're not acting appropriately or mindfully or intentionally. You're just on autopilot almost um, trying to prove something to protect yourself, to protect your sense of self-esteem. Now, your ego can show up in so many different ways in relationships. One of the ways is when we're focused more on the feeling that a person gives us rather than who they are as a separate individual. When you are getting to know someone, when you're dating someone, of course there's going to be like good fuzzy feelings and it's okay to enjoy those good feelings, right? But sometimes we get so caught up in that feeling, in what they give to us we no longer are able to really see who they are all you have to do is watch a dating show (laughs) and a lot of the time when someone is asked like well why do you like this person what do they say oh they make me feel this they make me feel this they make me feel this and that's fine but that's not why you like the person That has nothing to do with them. Like maybe it's representative of their character, but that's not what you're saying. You're saying you like them because of how they make you feel. Anyone can make you feel something, but who are they? Do they make sense in your life? Are they aligned with your values? Are they someone who you care about even if they aren't able to show up and give you that feeling one day, whether it's because they aren't available or they're going through something right like who who is that person to you and why do you love them why do you care about them outside of the feeling that they give you that is ego but when we can look at someone and we acknowledge who they are as a separate individual outside of the feeling that they give us that is genuine love In this book that I just decided I want to reread, um, All About Love by Bell Hooks. If you have not read that book, I honestly think that every human should read this book. It is just so, to me, it's so profound. It's so simple, but it's so profound when it comes to the way that we as society tend to view love and treat love and yeah it's just a really really good book and in the first chapter bell hooks talks about our definitions of love and she talks about something called cathecting or cathexis you cathect with someone that's such a weird word to say but um cathexis she says that this thing is something that we collectively confuse for love. The definition, loosely, of cathexis is the process of investing feelings or emotion 
in a person, making that person important to us. This is not love. When this happens, I think we're more likely to tolerate mistreatment or even write off our own mistreatment of someone else because we're so convinced that some kind of love or genuine care is present. I think the majority of society operates in this way because of movies, because of movies, because of media, because of the, you know, we consume media that gives us a feeling. And so we seek that feeling in relationships rather than learning how to actively love someone as a separate individual when we're operating from a place of ego and we're fixated and attached to the feeling someone gives us we're more likely to do shit that we wouldn't do otherwise to allow things that we wouldn't allow otherwise right like if we don't have a good relationship with ourselves, we're operating from a, from our insecurities. We're operating from our wounds. We're operating from um, our triggers, right? And our ego is really, you know, we start acting in this way because our ego is trying to protect us, right? But a lot of the time, that protection is really more harmful than it is helpful, We can be aware of, you know, we do need to protect ourselves to a certain extent, but you want to do so mindfully rather than just letting your ego lash out in these different ways or act out in in ways that are harmful, more harmful to you and whoever you are interacting with um, now and later on down the line. So I think that there are kind of two sides to this coin. Um, your ego can be present in covertly or overtly. So it can be kind of subtle or it could be really fucking obvious. Now the really fucking obvious person that is operating from a place of ego is someone who is going around just fucking anybody and everybody lying, cheating, making false promises to people. You're a stereotypical player right? That is someone who is very much operating out of ego. Now there's also, I think, the less looked at side of this coin, which is someone who is like a fixer, someone who's like a savior, someone who wants to nurture and care, but they do so, like a people pleaser. Why couldn't I think of that word? People pleasers very much operate from a place of ego, And this is coming from um, my own self-reflection. I am someone who, when I am not checking myself, when I am not checking my ego, when I am not self-reflecting on where my self-esteem is at, how I'm feeling about who I am and what I can offer the world and friends or a partner, my ego shows up in the way that I will self-sacrifice and try to fix whoever I'm with. My ego has very much been fed unconsciously by 
the feeling I get from being needed. We all want to be wanted. Some of us want to be needed. Some of us get our sense of self-esteem from knowing that other people rely on us. That's kind of where I've stayed for a lot of my life and even in a lot of my friendships. Um, that's been my mode. And there are other people who their ego acts out differently. They, they act out by pushing people away, by not needing people like hardcore not needing people so fuck all of you and I'm gonna just do whatever I want to do right like there's two sides to this coin and but it's all stemming from the same thing how can you be mindful of not operating from a place of ego now doing this self-reflection is not going to ensure that you never operate from a place of ego ever again going back to the idea of ego death I don't think that's it doesn't make sense it's not realistic we are human we are human I don't think you just ascend and then you're good you're enlightened and then you're good forever you're perfect forever we're in a constant state of like trying to do better and making mistakes and fucking up and then learning from those and trying again to do better but um we can always strive to be more mindful, strive to be more aware and act accordingly, shift accordingly. So one thing that you can do to, to try moving forward to operate from a place of genuine love rather than ego is ask yourself, you know, why do I care for this person why do I value having them in my life and try and this is an exercise you can literally do right now look at all the people in your life that are closest to you that you see on a daily basis that you have some kind of attachment to some kind of emotional connection with why do you value them being in your life why do you care about them why do you love them and challenge yourself to not respond in the, you know, because they make me feel this way. Can you find reasons outside of that? And if you can't, it is possible that that is a connection, a relationship where you are operating from a place of ego. And that's okay, you know, like this is, this is just... All of this is just so we can become aware. So find the time. Find the time whenever you can. You can either just do this in your head or you can write it down um, and reflect on why these people matter to you, why you care about them, why you love them, why you want them in your life. Now, the next thing would be to establish boundaries. I don't know how many times... I will bring up boundaries in every fucking conversation, but boundaries are rooted in love. They are rooted in love. When you can establish boundaries with someone, when they can establish boundaries with you, what you are both saying is, I love you enough to respect myself I love you enough I care about you enough to make sure that I'm good 
and that I am good enough on my own, healthy enough on my own, in my own space, in my own energy to be able to show up for you from a place of genuine love rather than from a place of depletion, exhaustion, and necessity. That is what boundaries do. If you don't have boundaries, then y'all are just feeding off of each other. You're just feeding each other's egos. You're enabling each other. Boundaries are good. (laughs) Boundaries are rooted in love. 1,000 fucking percent. So set your boundaries. And remember that boundaries have nothing to do with the other person's actions when you set a boundary it is not control when you set a boundary you don't say um i need you to stop doing this you say if you continue to do this i will remove myself right you're not sitting there a boundary think of a boundary literally like a wall or a gate offense not a gate offense You don't sit there yelling at someone to put up the fucking fence because you want protection or you want space or you need separation or whatever. You put up the fucking fence. You put it up yourself. You don't sit there trying to control them to stay out of off of your lawn, (laughs) off of your side, out of your energy, off of, you know, whatever. You put that shit up yourself and you walk away. Because I am in control. I'm not letting you be in control of me. I am in control of me. You're in control of you. So I'm, I'm putting up the fence. I'm putting up the boundary. I'm handling that. I'm not asking you to handle it. I'm not waiting for you to handle it. I'm not waiting for you to change. I'm not. Nope. I'm putting up my boundary and I'm walking the fuck away. That is a boundary. Okay? Okay. <laughs> I need a little sip. My Olipop. This shit is so good. So good. Ah, ASMR. All right. Another way that you can establish healthy relationships not rooted in ego is can you essentially get ahead of the first exercise that we talked about? When you are meeting new people, can you focus on why do I like them rather than do they like me? Focus on what you like about that person. Be interested in them rather than worrying so fucking much about them being interested in you. Stop trying to be liked, essentially. If you want healthy relationships, stop trying to be liked. (laughs) Show up authentically and focus on, is this a person that I want to spend my time with? Is this a person that I feel like And I know that this can sometimes come across as like transactional, but everything in life is an energy exchange, right? Does their energy and what they bring to my life and my energy, does it enhance it or does it diminish it? Does it clash with my life? Does it clash with my energy or does it support it? Our relationships are meant to help us grow and they are meant to support us and we do want to feel good in our relationships but we want to make sure that we are not dependent on the good feelings that a relationship 
brings to us. Our ego is there to protect us. But we can protect ourselves without relying on our ego to do so. And when we can show up in that genuinely loving, whole, good on my own kind of way, everything in our life becomes more aligned. Our relationships become healthier and more fulfilling. So I hope that this episode was helpful or enlightening i hope maybe you saw yourself in some of what i said whether good or bad approach you know if you've had any kind of like triggering or oh shit like that sounds like me approach yourself with no judgment just openness and like a willingness to see yourself and make the changes that you you need to make or want to make get to make for yourself Thank you so much for listening. Much love and I will talk to you soon.